Welcome back, perfect peeps, to perfect.dev. Today, we're talking about building design systems with backlight.dev. One quick note, we had some issues on the demo for this podcast, so we threw it over to Siren Streams, which is part of the Svelte Society, and Brittany continues the whole demo with Mads over there. I'll put the link in the description, so make sure you check it out. Welcome back, peeps, to perfect.dev, where we give you cats the freshest dose of dev snacks. Now with your amazing hosts, Alex Patterson and Brittany Postma. This episode is sponsored by Builder.io, visually build on your tech stack. What's up, Mads? Hey, I'm fine. How are you? Doing great. So Mads is a, a developer advocate at DevRiots. DevRiots. Yes, I always get it wrong. Div. Div riots. Div riots, like, yeah. In, in like the, the div. Yeah. yeah. I get a dig. <laughs> Element we need to div. include the angle brackets in there. Div I I, I riots. Less than, <laughs> div, greater than, riots. <laughs> the ally version. <laughs> okay, sorry. I'm way off on a tangent here. Um, Mads, can you tell us just a little bit about your background and how you kind of got um, involved with Dev Riots and, and became an advocate? Like... Your, your whole history, basically. Maybe not childhood, but past that. Yeah, sure. Maybe not the whole story because it's going to be probably too long. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm a developer advocate at DevRiot. Um, I'm a former front-end developer. Um, I worked on various front-end technologies um, from basic HTML, CSS, and JavaScript to advanced framework for uh, Almost ten years, something like that, and um, and uh, I moved to the developer advocacy part um, four years ago, um, just because I, I'm um, I I love front end development, but I I'm not a, a tenix engineer, and <laughs> and uh, I'm probably better to 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 entertain people and explaining new trends, new stuff, new technologies. So uh, so the developer advocacy is uh, is definitely a good thing for me. I'm always interested to hear what people's opinions are of what a developer advocate is and what you do day to day. What does your job kind of entail? <laughs> oh, I guess it depends. Um, yeah, it depends on the company you're working on and, um, and your different projects. Um, because uh, at DevRiots, we're, um, we're still a small team. We're just um, we're 15 people. So it's not, not a really big company. I, I'm the only developer advocate right now. So, um, so uh, my my time is split between um, working on on articles or new contents, producing demos, um, giving a, a lot of talks, and uh, mm-hmm. and since the beginning of the pandemic, we're we are probably most uh, focused on producing video content. So, so Twitch sessions or podcasts or things like that. Awesome. So, um, so yeah, it's definitely dedicated to. Producing um, learning material and and just trying to give people new things to learn and to understand. So content creation maybe around the company you work for. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Exactly. Gotcha. Definitely. Can you tell us a little bit more about like backlight.dev and what we're what we're looking at there? Yeah. Uh, sure. Um, so. Um, DevRiot is a, a, so a small team of people um, dedicated to the front-end ecosystem. And we most of the people uh, working in the company, especially the funders, are coming from the, the backside. 
So coming from the back end, from PHP, Python, Ruby, and so on. Um, but they were really frustrated by the way it, it wasn't that easy to work on a, a proper front-end ecosystem with a, a good tooling or at least something really dedicated to, to um, improving the communication between the different parts of the front-end team. So not only front-end developers, but also designers, product owners, uh, documentation producers, and so on. And um, so they, they started to think about it and um, finally came the idea that we could have a, a, a toolkit um, as most advanced as the, the designers want. Like uh, they have really good design tools like Figma or Sketch or something like that, but we miss those kind of tools on the developer side. So um, so this is exactly the, the mission of Backlight, which is having an editor dedicated to the design system specifically and um, where you could code and craft your component for your design system, working on your tokens, working on your documentation, your test, and so on. Mm -hmm. Everything integrated so you could easily deliver it to the rest of your team and uh, communicate and collaborate around the design system with every part of your front-end team. Cool. I love that you're integrating every little piece and every person kind of has their part of it so they can do everything in one tool because right now it's so split. And that's a problem people keep saying about the Jamstack too, is that it's nice to have all these best in class things, but they're all over the place and <laughs> everything needs to kind of come back together at some point. And that's really cool that they're addressing that issue. Can you actually talk about some of the struggles that they experience when like starting tooling for the front end, like the design system, why is um, why was that a struggle and what is Backlight doing to address those issues? What specific things? Yeah, um, the fact we are focusing on design system is exactly um, exactly the, 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 the cornerstone of your, uh, your front end um, toolkit and your front end uh, process to produce your final uh, final interfaces. Just because um, I guess um, everyone could produce a design system. This is just a, a bunch of components and collection of components that you could easily share with the rest of your teammates and so on. But um, it's not that easy to produce a design system from scratch. Um, it, it involved a lot of work probably months of work for a dedicated team to produce every components and improve them and just plug them and, and just finally grain them and develop them. So it's not, not always that easy to, to produce it from scratch. And, um, and the fact is, if you want to collaborate with all the, the rest of the people involved in the design system, the designers, um, product owners, uh, people doing documentation, and so on. Uh, it's it's a, a lot of work too. So um, you could do it, and there is teams that are dedicated to design system in different companies. But there are always dedicated team to the design system in big companies, and not all companies and not all projects can do that because it's just too much of work. So um, this is exactly what Backlight is dedicated to, which, um, which is a way to quickly bootstrap a design system, probably from an existing one, um, something based on, on a, a design system made by, by, uh, by Shopify or by a, 
or by uh, Adobe or something like that. And you could easily build your own by just bootstrapping an existing one and improving it um, for your brand, for your company, your dedicated product and so on. You could also build it from scratch, of course, but the idea is to produce um, a tool that every team could use to just facilitate and, and quickly bootstrap that project. So you're saying you could use another component library that's out there like Carbon, IBM's design system, pull it in, and then you could configure it to what your company's brand design system is within Backlight pretty easily? Yeah, exactly. Awesome. This is exactly the idea. Um, in fact, um, we, we, we decided to produce a, a lot of static kits just to help people to, to just jump into the platform and start to understand it and working with it by just picking a, a design system that is, um, that is uh, uh, compatible with their needs in terms of, of stocks or technologies. And, um, and so they could right now starting to work in it and, and craft new content and produce a, even a small demo of, of a new design system. Does it work with specific frameworks? Like, is it only React or is it Vue or do, does it matter? It's totally agnostic. So you can work with every kind of technology that you want. This, um, this might be a good time. I'll, I'll bring up the, the main site. Uh, yeah, good idea. Here, let's, let's see here. There we go. So this is, this is kind of backlight.dev. Um, and it, it has all of these kind of Kickstarters. Yeah. And I opened two of them up just um, just to check it out. And of course, I had to open up, I, I won't say why, but I had to open up this felt example first here. Bring Are you it. doing that for me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you had an early morning. To, so. be, to be totally honest, I, I'm responsible of this one. So because every <laughs> part of the, of the, of the, everyone in the company is um, working on a specific static kit and maintaining it. So, um, because you, you you know you you can just be uh, comfortable with all the front end technologies. So you you do have to plus your bets at some point and just say, okay, I, I'm better with this technology rather than this one. I'm better with React rather than Vue or Svelte or Sun. So um so yeah everyone in the company is picking a new static kit and, and it is in charge of maintaining it. So uh, I chose the Svelte one. <laughs> I, I would choose Svelte too. I just I feel so much more comfortable coding in Svelte. It feels so much closer to that vanilla code mm. that I work so well in. So. <laughs> yeah I do agree. I really I really love this technology. So if, if we took like this simple example, let's say um, that you have built out, I don't want to say simple, maybe it's complex. <laughs> this <laughs> example you have built out in Svelte, um, if I were to like use this in my app, do I just download it after I'm done like using, creating all the UI bits and pieces? Or am I like publishing this out to NPM privately and pulling it into my repo? What's, yeah. what's that kind of flow look like? Okay, this is this is an interesting question. Um, the fact is, we we don't want to lock in anyone in Backlight. Backlight is just a just a tool to help you to um, easily have your design system powered, and and you could use it to to produce it. But um, there is absolutely no um, no lock in uh, in terms of technology in it. So um, you could. Um, pick the technology you want, you could use it in Backlight and everything is in sync with your uh, repository behind it. It's a GitHub repository or a GitLab repository. 
So, um, so we are not injecting any magic in it. This is, this is just a, a front-end editor, finally. And, um, and if you want to just, at some point, go outside of Backlight and just continue with your own stack, you're totally free to do it because everything that we do is just sensing the editor with your, uh, your backend repository. So after that, if you want to use your, uh, your design system in your final uh, application or your final project, because this is the idea behind the, the design system, is that you could use it across several projects. Um, cool. You could publish it and you could do it right from the, the backlight editor. So we, we have a, a release uh, feature that allow you to just publish a package uh, on NPM registry so you could pull it from NPM to any kind of new project. But there is also a CLI that is available. Um, if you Ooh. click on the, um, on the, um, the small uh, icon on, on your right, um, the, the antenna one, I, uh, pretty sure no, it's this one. one. Yeah, um, yeah, that's it. If you click on this one, it will uh, on your project. But maybe your your um, because this is just a demo. I'm not sure you could you could uh, open it. Uh, yeah, right now in this it's one, but something about my own components. Yeah, it it will um, it will just open a simple pop up with a command line to just plug in your uh, in your uh, project, your very own project, and uh, locally it it's doing a, a kind of npm link from oh. your project to the design system. So oh, your design system okay. is then available right in your project and you don't have to republish it each time you, you make a modification because we often work in parallel with, with the design system on some point and on the application on the other one and you're just uh, reverting some changes or, or, uh, or roll back some changes in the design system because it doesn't fit in your application. So working on them and uh, being forced to republish package each time it's, it's just a nightmare so this feature <laughs> allow you to work on, on the project and backlight working on your design system and having it directly available in your uh, local project without having to republish it today's podcast is brought to you by builder.io visually building the web builder.io has one of the most powerful visual editors in the industry unlike other tools builder actually produces the code for you you don't have to completely switch out your framework either. Just use one of the handy SDKs that are available. There's no limits to what you can build. Instead of limiting your marketing team, start to optimize and let them do the work. This will allow your web developers to get back to the hard work that it takes for other components, allowing your team to do A-B testing and personalization. Stop worrying about bugs in production. Just use the site as it is, then you can analyze and start converting all of your customers with Builder's built-in heat maps. Stop limiting your growth with developers' long lead times. Start building, optimizing, analyzing, and start growing faster. Don't take my word for it. You can sign up for free today and start building the web visually with Builder.io. Yeah, one of my one of my like next questions was going to be I, I see things like stories in here. I was going to be like I've I've heard of story book, right. and I'm yeah. like, oh, is is that like something similar? But then I that noticed is storybook. Yeah, I yeah, cool icon. That's, that's a storybook story, right? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I feel like there's a couple maybe um, technologies going on here. Is is VS Code embedded in this somehow as well, or is it just a different editor? Uh, it's not exactly VS Code. Um, it's Monaco, which is um, 
which is the the engine, um, the text engine rendering okay. the, the, yep. the editor in VS Code. Um, but because we 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 didn't want to um, to have some uh, complexity on the server, and we wanted everything working in the browser exclusively, we didn't handle the whole VS Code editor. We just choose Monaco and we rebuilt an editor around it and everything is working on the brother. So when you open backlight, um, the backlight editor in your brother, everything is working the brother, even the rendering parts, even the stories, even the documentation, everything is rendered into your brother and nothing occurs on the server except for the storing the database. So um, so this is, um, it, it was a really challenging because um, uh, from a technical point, point of view, we are using Vit to produce uh, any kind of rendering processes. Sure. So we forked the Vit project to port it to the service worker. So we are able to render the Vit process directly into the browser. And this is that just is awesome because it's crazy. crazy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It is. I just recently <laughs> found out about Monaco in general. And I think Gitpod maybe is using Monaco too. And it's just, it's such a cool project. And yeah. it's crazy to me that all that can just be run in the browser. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And really, in terms of um, open source ecosystem and open source project, we, we are really thankful to 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 Microsoft and Monaco to be realized in, in open source because having to redevelop an editor from scratch this is this is just insane. Yeah. So, I uh, I just happened to pull up because we were talking about it, and I noticed there's there's a certain sponsor down here at the yeah bottom, right so looks like yeah. uh div riots is uh sponsoring Vite as well yeah we're, we're trying to 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 sponsor um as much open source project as we could um just because we are um producing an editor we are producing open source projects too but we are also using a lot of open source project in our final product so it's it's it does make sense to to support um, any kind of open source project that we use. Absolutely. That's really cool. Um, I was going to ask too, like typically when, when we're working with designers, they're usually working in like Figma or Sketch or something like that. That's usually like the starting point, even like in consultancy, what we often do is go to a client, show a wireframe, they'd click through it all and be like, yes, we'll pay a million dollars, make this. And so <laughs> taking that over into Backlight, what does that kind of process look like? Yeah. Um, right now, we've got... Um, okay. The main idea in Backlight is to, to be able to gather every part of your uh, design system. So not just only the code, but also everything related to it. So it involved the designs file, it involved the documentation, the stories, test files, and so on. So um, right now, we, we we don't want to replace any kind of um, prototyping software like Figma mm -hmm. or Sketch. They're really, really good product if you want to just make some tests, push something, get them. And um, we saw that in the past, uh, prototyping in the browser is not that easy as it seems. But even right. if we got all the technologies, uh, I don't know anyone that is really doing that. We, we are not prototyping in the browser because it, it, uh, it needs too much code to, to do it. So um, so working with Figma and Sketch is, is pretty fine when you want to prototype your interface. And then after that, um, in Backlight, we could link for each component, um, your, your element, your component to the design file. So 
we've got um i'm not sure i will show you in in, in a in a few times, if you want. Yeah, I was. But, um, yeah, absolutely. If, I was going to say if, if we could like pull up our Figma files and see if we could link like some of the design system that's in yeah. Figma. I know, kind of just a visual on the on the front page. This is somewhat of what we're talking about. So you can take your your Figma like buttons that you've created and in the design link out to that. That's that's essentially what we're looking at, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. The fact is, um, it's it's always painful if you are implementing a new element. You are working on a button and you're saying, okay, I, I know I, I have to compare my implementation to the, the design file. And you have to dig into the design, all the design system in the, in the Figma uh, library to just be able to find the button and have it. And so with- And try to with, search because it's impossible to find anything yeah, ever. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, so-, so our, our company does that too, where like the designers will work in Sketch or Figma and then they will put documentation in another program called Zero Height. And then yeah. as developers, we go to Zero Height and we have to look at that and then we have to code it. So it's like a very disjointed, we don't even have access to those original Figma files. Mm. So it's a very disjointed process and Backlight seems like it's kind of just bringing all that stuff to one place, which is kind of nice. But it's also code-driven development, right? So you're developing the code before having even the documentation sometimes. Yeah. The idea is um, I, I, I do like the right because um, it is bringing the documentation at the heart of the design system, which is really cool because um, if you don't have the relevant documentation for every part of your design system, you, you, you don't know how to use it. And, and this is just a, just, not that what we want that we want to do because yeah. we just have a collaborators that that aren't aware that there is an implementation or a specific variation for their needs and and without a documentation it's just it's, it's nothing so um because we we love the the idea behind the right we wanted to to bring it into backlight by itself this is why when you work on a, a component in your design system in backlight you're working on the code but you're also working on the documentation and you're also working on the design files so everything is at the same place and when you open your button in backlight you've got access to the documentation you've got access to the stories you've got access to the design file and you can compare everything and everything is just ordered properly so you could easily dig in it make some tests, play with it because you've got access to playgrounds, you've got access to props tables, so you could easily work on it. So let's see if I understand this right. So if a designer was working in Figma, they make the prototype, they link it into Backlight, and then they start working on the documentation. The developer gets in there, starts coding it up. You've got the documentation there. You've got the link to the Figma file. You can see everything just in one place. Exactly. And because the idea is that this editor is, co is a collaborative one, um, everyone could collaborate on its specific part. So uh, you, you're working on the design. Okay, you are responsible to link the design file to the component in Backlight. Yeah. You're working on documentation. Okay, let's do the same thing. And, and this is just a, a, a proper um, share of responsibility across the, the whole team. Yeah. And, um, and so not everything is uh, on the shoulders of the developers. And uh, and everyone could easily collaborate on the same thing. Awesome. That's really cool. Who I, is um, 
backlights target audience? Um, are is it marketers or is it just developers or would you just say anyone because everyone is collaborative, like you said? Hmm. Yeah, um, it's an interesting question because um, I, I, we can't um, we can say okay, we want everyone in the front end team able to work on backlight and collaborate on backlight, and in the same time saying okay, so every people in the front end team is a target of backlight because um, yeah, as a designer uh, we probably don't want to use backlight to produce design files. This is, this is not the, the idea behind it. So it's a project that is um, firstly dedicated to developers because we think that um, what we ship to our end users is code. So without saying that the code is a single source of truth, um, the fact is you, you, you never ship designs file to your end user. You're shipping code. So the code is the main part of the editor. So it's firstly dedicated to developers to help them to implement their, uh, their components of the design system. But um, because everyone could collaborate on it once again, um, it's also first the designers to help them to add comments on the final implementation or see the result in advance, mm -hmm. rather than being frustrated at the end of a, of a, a, a scrum process, uh, just having a, a showcase and everyone is saying, okay, this is exactly not what we wanted. So we have to revamp everything and, and from even from scratch. With this idea, everyone could collaborate every day on, on the same element. You don't so, have um, to wait on a desk check. You don't have to do everything in your local environment. It's all living there. Anyone can see it at any moment in time. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. That's really cool. And with this idea in mind, we, we implemented a, um, um, a things in preview in Backlight, which means that you could uh, work in a component and your teammates are working even in another environment, in a, even in another country on another time zone, <laughs> can open a link and just have the preview in sync and see your changes in sync. So as a designer, I could have a look on what you are working on uh, with this button and what are you doing with it and implementing or giving some comments in, the, uh, yeah. in real time and just saying, okay, uh, maybe too small or too large or instances. And that helps in the development process and speeding things along too. You're not waiting to ask those questions till the end you're done and you think everything's fine. And then you notice that there's something wrong with it. And yeah, that's really helpful. I like that a lot. Yeah. We're just also implementing a commands functionality um, directly into backlight. So, um, so soon in the next few days, I guess um, everyone could be able to add some comments in the on the components or on the resources on the documentation saying okay i'm not sure it should work like that or like you you could do in, in a, a github issue or a, or oh, pr yeah. or something like that so even so, more collaboration yeah that's it awesome i did have one more question for you um i wanted to know if you know anything about i've heard this term complexity cliffs i was listening to sean wang talk with adam argyle and they were talking about how components have like so many use cases sometimes that you should really just have more than one component. Like a button can't just be everything that you want it to be. 
So what are your thoughts on having a component for every use case or if you just make more components and break them apart? That's a good question. Um, I guess that regarding of the complexity cliff, which which finally just means um, that a team can handle just a final amount of complexity and, and when the complexity is over this limit, your team just can't grow enough to, to absorb every kind of complexity of your project. Yeah. So um, I guess that regarding that, um, um, you, you, the design system is, is probably a good, good answer to, to this, pro, this specific problem because um, um, it, in, it involved that your, uh, your issues or your complexity is in your design system rather than your final application. Um, in, there, um, in the cybersecurity, there is a concept that I, I really love that is called uh, switch left the complexity, which means when you work on a problem and you've got an issue because you've got a, a new security issue and you alert something like that, rather than trying to patch the issue at, at, the, at the end, just switching left the security problem to one step earlier and being able to, to imagine and to prevent the problem rather than patching them mm. is probably um, the best thing to do. And I guess that the design system is exactly the answer for the front-end uh, ecosystem. Because um, we had the responsive web design to do, and it was a nightmare. And now we've got <laughs> still the responsive web design to do, but we also have complexity involved because we've got the 5G, which is really fast and faster than your, your, um, your uh, home connection. But probably less faster than the 4G. So you have to have a mix adapting your uh, your product by saying, okay, you're uh, on a really good device with a 5G connection. So you could handle a big amount of data, but you've got only 5% of batteries. So you could handle this big amount of data. So you have to switch back to a 4G. And and we've got, we've got issues with different size screens, different bandwidth capacities, different suck capacities, different batteries, different level of different, a lot of things. If we just wait for the final product to handle all this use case, it will be a nightmare and we won't be able to do anything with that. If we shift left this complexity to the design system and each component is responsible um, of part of the complexity. The video player in the design system is responsible to handle the complexity of, do I have a good bandwidth? Do I have enough battery? So I could handle this, this amount of data. Yeah. Then when you implement it in your final pro, pro, in your final application, then everything is already, already dealt with. Uh, it's burned into the design system and you don't have to worry about that. Just having to assemble your, your uh, final view and your final prototype and that's on. It breaks that complexity into those individual pieces. So you get like more simplicity out of the complexity. Exactly. Kind of interesting. Awesome. Well, it sounds like there's a lot of awesome things coming out of backlight.dev, which um, I, it sounds like you're kind of early in the process. So probably working out a lot of like little kinks and things like that. But it sounds like an exciting project. For sure. Yeah, we're still um, still adding some new features. We talked um, 
previously about the design files and what we wanted to do with that. And we're working on a project that will be able to link um, tokens coming from the design files directly into Backlight. So you are a designer, you're working on your design file, you are declaring your tokens in, in, in your Figma file. And mm -hmm. in the Backlight, you've got access to those tokens declared in the Figma file. So you don't have to re-implement the token directly into your uh, your final implementation oh, cool. because um there is um there is a, a a community group at the w3c that is working on the specification for design tokens and when this specification will be will be ready and when figma will be ready to implement these tokens in in the figma files then we will be ready to have a, a design to code process where we yeah. could just extract the tokens and oh, yeah. push them directly so into the design system. Yeah, so, so cool. no more Very mess to copy past values and so on. <laughs> so, yeah. Awesome. Well, with that said, I think we're going to jump into our perfect picks. Yeah. And Mads has actually provided our first one. He said he was catching up on a little TV show here. Yeah, this is my current TV show. <laughs> right after anyone in the world, but... Um, I didn't see it before, so I just uh, just uh, working hard on it to just <laughs> go through every 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 seasons. But uh, yeah, it's really a nice show. I really I really love it. It's pretty funny. I personally yeah. really loved it. I enjoyed the heck out of it. So Neil Patrick Harris, you know, throughout yeah. many years, still rocking it. Yeah, and just legendary. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. Um, I believe Brittany, you wait. Have... He threw in oh, the, oh. the new open props project and the boot ecosystem yeah. in there. I saw those just now. Yeah, oh, this is I... one one of the most exciting projects. We literally just had a podcast with Adam Argyle yesterday yeah. about this. Awesome. So awesome. It, it should be coming out around the same time. But I'm so <laughs> excited about this project too. Yeah, yes. go check out last week's podcast. It'll be yes. out. <laughs> cool awesome perfect I, I don't know if we can say much more and then we talk about Vite and we have linked to Vite as well so Vite. all great picks Vite I know God. how do I like I say everything wrong I said yeah. Vite for a yeah. long time because there was yeah. that controversy and now I'm trying to correct myself I, it's yeah Vite. but you know as a French one it's it's really really useful for us because this is just Vugies and v yes and this is really really good yeah I'm really thankful to to Avon to pick those names because it's it's a little, it's really easier for us yeah. that's hilarious I love it yeah uh so the is he the CEO is George yeah this is okay. CEO, uh, so the CEO of Div Riots went on Learn with Jason, which is one of the greatest Twitch shows for learning to code ever. And this got me intrigued in this whole backlight.dev situation. And I wanted to find out more. And it's a really great watch if you want to find out more about Div Riots and backlight.dev. You know, you just brought up something that I, f I forgot to uh, show the, the viewers at least earlier. If you go to Div Riot's page, they have an about us section, and this is like every eight bit version of them. Yes. Is that fair to say? So we'll put the link out there, but um, everyone on their team has a cool. And if you look, Mads is like exactly him. So <laughs> it looks amazing. exactly like you. 
maybe uh, maybe the hair has a, a couple more colors in it these days <laughs> yeah but i change them uh probably twice a month so yeah <laughs> okay we, oh, we can awesome. stick to a good avatar each time <laughs> that's awesome sorry your second pick Oh, my second pick is my talk from Svelte Sirens, the first talk that we did, um, Building Design Systems in Svelte Kit. I talk a little bit more about how to do that in Svelte Kit and using the Svelte Kit package command to package it up and ship it to NPM, kind of like we were talking about backlight.dev allows you to put it to NPM, publish it to NPM. Um, I talk a little bit about that and kind of just the way design systems came to be and maybe we can simplify them a little bit. I did have some audio issues learning how to use StreamYard. Apparently after using it for a year, I had no idea what I was doing. And so three minutes, about three minutes in is where you want to go to nice. to start the video. Put those links in folks. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a timestamp in there. And if you haven't been out to Svelte Sirens, these bubbles are on purpose. Go click them. They will uh, go click them and they pop <laughs> and they have a sound. Cool. Um, my first pick, while well, I was on a much needed vacation, I listened to Will Smith's new book called Will. It was really interesting. So I, I basically grew up with Will Smith, you know, on uh, Fresh Prince and like all of that throughout his career, all of his movies and everything else. So it was kind of fun for me to like listen more about him and like hear his life story and, you know, someone who is basically the biggest movie star tv star ever uh, or one of i guess yeah, yeah. um it, it's kind of crazy to hear all the struggles he went through and like the things he still goes through today and um kind of you know one brick at a time folks like that's that's the mantra so check it out it's it's really cool i would recommend getting the audio because he actually does the voice too so there, there's a little additive there yeah awesome my second pick is I just kind of switched my pick out, so don't don't kill me, Brittany. <laughs> this is this is Office Hours with Figma, and they have complex component architecture. So I thought it might be kind of interesting. Like we talked a lot about components and how to create them. This is a whole breakdown that they go through on creating components within Figma um, that are super complex, which is really cool. Interesting. So check that out. I think i could be wrong i thought they had uh there there is another link for this somewhere of the components they created i'll try to find oh, it sweet but yeah cool well mads thanks so much for for coming on the podcast really appreciate it sounds thank like you. you got a lot going on with uh backlight.dev in the future thank you for having me and um yeah Let's uh, let's get in touch for the the next features and, and next updates of Backlight. Absolutely, we would love to have that. future. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Thanks so yeah. much. Yeah, cool. thank you very much. Thanks, Mads. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. Bye bye.